Hello and welcome to KIOS at the Movies. I'm your host Joshua LeBure and I'm here with Patrick Kenny and Diana Martinez from Film Street. And we're going to talk about the film, Whirly Bird. Okay, natural. <clears throat> I'm Bob Turr. I'm a helicopter pilot and reporter and have been for the past 20 years here in the City of Angels. We have a little business called the LA News Service. We go to breaking news events. Drug busts, drive-by shootings, gang violence. Breaking news is really in its infancy. The history of Los Angeles is the history of my relationship with Bob. I loved the thrill of the chase. Get the f- out of here, I'll kick your f- ass. I couldn't get enough. It was never a movie date or a dinner date with Bob. It was a car crash or an air crash or a fire. Watching a fire is magical. If you told him, no, you can't go into some area, he would definitely put up a fight. Well, before transitioning, I was infused with this wonder hormone called testosterone. Quit touching me. Whirly Bird tells an engaging story about a difficult character, Zoe Turr, and her tumultuous career as a helicopter pilot and freelance reporter in LA, and the physical and verbal abuse she directed at her wife and business partner Marika Gerard as they film breaking news events around LA, mostly from a helicopter, including the LA riots in 92 and the famous O.J. Simpson pursuit in the White Bronco. As you'll be able to tell from the conversation, this film deals with a difficult character, it doesn't give you easy answers, and it may leave you unsure of how to feel about the film, which to me is sometimes the best kind of cinema. As I've had more time to sit with this film, it still lingers. Human beings are messy, life is messy, and this film taps into that in a compelling way. What did y'all think about Whirly Bird? This is a very complicated subject matter in a very engaging film that i thought that the characters or or the folks that this film is about are incredibly interesting but it's definitely complicated subject matter in so many ways yeah without a doubt at the center is like an extremely complicated person uh difficult person and a very like unhealthy relationship um so while it's an extremely compelling movie and extremely watchable it was, yeah, uh, it was not a fun watch. I just thought it was really interesting how it shows you the psyche of like these reporters who are also thrill seekers <laughs> in a lot of ways, right? It, it creates a really interesting dynamic between the news and how they report. And in the film, you kind of see the consequences of that. Um, when they're talking about uh, the LA riots and and Rodney King in particular. And there's a lot of really interesting parts of the film that kind of allude to these larger ethical questions, these technological questions of like how the news has changed and how the news changed in particular from this um, time period of like the 80s to like the mid 90s um, that are only kind of alluded to, but aren't really explored. Like this is a... a film about the family really and though the family was interesting i actually for me would have liked more focus on the news <laughs> like the psychology of a news reporter or like how the news changed or you know what what kind of competitive competitive environment does this demand for blood and active crime in a live television broadcast like what what kind of news environment did that create in like the 90s but yeah so I think the film left me with a lot of uh, it dropped a lot of interesting things but didn't quite pick up on any of those threads all the way 
I think it's interesting because I think most of my context for the bigger story here has come from other sources that I think I was familiar with before I saw this. And I think it made this film interesting just to kind of get more of the personalities that were involved in this era. Cause you know, I've seen stuff about obviously so many films about, you know, OJ and the LA riots and, and, you know, so many things that these folks were in the middle of. So it was interesting for me to get some of the, the more insular story of the personalities who are out there for hours doing these things. I'm still trying to process, you know, it's hard to watch a documentary like this, you know, that's so it feels so personal to the people involved, because I think that the filmmaking was engaging. I think that the the breadth of like archival footage that they had and from a cinematic perspective, there is a story here that is compelling and engaging. It's but whenever I think about it from a documentary perspective that's where the complicated that's where the complications come in and i don't know what that is yet and i think that i'm still having a hard time processing it i don't know i'm trying to think um yeah maybe as far as like the news component maybe i already had context going into it because i mean i did major in you know my first degree is in journalism and me of course like i mean i had semester long courses about media history and ethics so like maybe I, that's a blind spot for me going into this. Like I already have, have that or had that walking in. Um, I don't know for a wider audience if that is, I mean, it should be interesting, but to be totally honest with you, I don't know if that is like a movie today um, because also like we're talking about things that happened at this point that they innovated like 30 years ago. Um, we're so far beyond that. Like, I'm not sure that like, live breaking news and sort of the predatory predatory things that happened, especially in LA around that are relevant when it's a dinosaur it's over. Like it helped shape the media environment, the news environment that we're in now, but that is not like, I, I would imagine that's not what people are talking about in those media history and ethics courses primarily anymore. Um, since I took it so long ago <laughs> and uh, you know, I think there's, they're talking about the internet, you know, like this is pre-internet. Um, they're talking about getting the right kind of radio transmission box in the, the helicopter in order to do live images, which, you know, from a historical standpoint, that's really interesting to me. <laughs> um, and the ethical considerations around that, I think, yeah, maybe they could have gone deeper into it um, in this film. I do think they talked about it. And I think they talked about conflicting even... Uh, Zoe Tours like conflicting because she ended up doing some very ethically compromised things around the LA riots and that could have been sussed out a bit more but I think they asked her about how she felt about for instance the Rodney King beating and then I think comparing that to the emotion that she felt after witnessing the LA riots and some like very brutal assaults firsthand that like, I don't know, I think it's really complicated. And I think this is part of that to me is this is a portrait of, it isn't like media criticism. It is a portrait of a person in a relationship. And I think that kind of served more for better or worse, that part served more as 
kind of create to establish the character of this person or the complicated emotions or the maybe you know knee-jerk spontaneous reactions i mean the really interesting part for me was the the obsession part (laughs) like how the news becomes an obsession to both of them and to you know the detriment of their family life to being good partners to one another um you know like i'm always like really interested in those stories about you know, geniuses or like what people decide is worth sacrificing for a job or like for a career. Um, And I think like Zoe's reflection on that is also really valuable, Um, especially how she says, you know, I was a jerk, basically, like me and my job equaled me being a jerk, like 100% of the time. And we get all this great footage of, um, of, like fighting with cops and like, you know, always trying to cross the line in these scenes when she's being told to back off. Um, So like that was that was really interesting because this is also a moment in time when, you know, I, I, I would actually say that there is a really interesting and direct through line to like the kind of reporting that's happening here and like why social media reporting is so important today. It's because there isn't this kind of live coverage anymore. Like there aren't people, um, you know, like the funds for people on the scene are just the way that all of that is working and, you know, freelance reporters versus reporters on staff, like all of that is changing. So social media images of, you know, incidents happening as they are are basically replacing what, um, you know, Zoe Tur and, and, you know, her company were trying to do. Um, but I just really like that. I don't know, that human aspect of seeing somebody who's just kind of like so obsessed with what they do. Um, I always just think it's fascinating the kind of kinds of personalities that are drawn to certain types of careers. Yeah, I think that I think what I liked most about this film, though, is actually like just the challenging nature of of making a film like this, of people going through such a dark period of their lives. Um and it's hard it's hard to tell a story like this and it's hard to do it in a way that feels non-exploitative i don't know if it was 100 percent uh successful in that respect but i i still just go back to like it, it was engaging filmmaking and it leaves you coming out of it thinking about it and wondering how you felt about it. And sometimes I think that that is an important thing. Like we're not being served a particular feeling that we're supposed to have. Um, And I welcome that a lot of times in cinema. And I think that that it gives you a lot to think about. And I think that there's a lot of discussions to be had coming out of a film like this. And along that line, I actually was one thing that I was struck with so much was that like, so Zoe tour had an extremely had an abusive relationship professionally and personally with, uh, with their spouse, Marika, who was the camera person who was operating the camera. So these like iconic images that changed news and media at large 
were actually being created, were being filmed by somebody who was, you know, being berated by by Zoe. But like those images and like the camera work, the camera work are incredible. And this is not somebody who, this is somebody who was told to pick up the camera. You know, like this is not somebody who was aching to become a cinematographer. And I think that that dynamic, like the work speaks for itself, but the way the work came into existence is, you know, it's horrible, but it's also, that's such an interesting dynamic. Um, And also like, let us not forget that one detail of this story is that the helicopter pilot was Lawrence Welk's grandson. That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. But I love um, that little part where Marika says like, when you're watching um, like an assault on a person. And when you're watching a crime happen, like you're not thinking about what you're seeing. You're just thinking like, is the camera in focus? Like, am I centered? Like, is this the shot? And like that, those little statements. And like, there were these moments in that film when I'm just like, what does that do to like someone's psyche? You know, to become um, not desensitized, but like to, uh, I don't know, just be thinking of these like logistics as you're watching this like brutal thing that they were like emotionally impacted by. And I think that that's an important part. Like they weren't these, um, you know, like heartless people (laughs) watching the news unfold. Um, They really cared about intervening in uh, dangerous situations, which I think is also another interesting part of the kind of ethos of the media company that they created, that they weren't just going to be bystanders um, if, pe- if they could help people in danger, which, you know, that comes up. That's another ethical consideration to make. But yeah, just that that little anecdote of her being like, it's just, you know, was thinking whether I was in focus or not. That's wild. <laughs> So with that, let's get to our recommendations. What do you guys think people should watch with Whirly Bird? Um, I have two recommendations. Um, So one is a film uh, kind of inspired by uh, Zoe Ter's incessant recording of her life and her family. Um, Val, the documentary about Val Kilmer, um, has, you know, an actor who is similarly kind of obsessed with documenting even the most mundane moments of his life. And I think is a really nice pairing to this in terms of like um, being able to see these people whose stories we're watching kind of craft their own story. Um, so that's a really great film. I think that's streaming in most places. And my other recommendation is actually a book. Um, so when Zoe Tricker gets the helicopter and in the film is flying over the landscape of Los Angeles says like Los Angeles is the most beautiful from the air. Um, but also at this point in the eighties and nineties, there's like real kind of social changes that are happening in Los Angeles and the book city of courts by Mike Davis, which was first published in the 1990s, but has since been updated. I think the last update was in 2018. Um, does a really good job of contextualizing all these like social histories of Los Angeles. And I think gives a little bit more of that context of like um, what 
what Tura was seeing from the sky and how that um, kind of mapped onto the social unrest that was happening in, in the 1990s in particular. Uh, it's a really great book and it's kind of like a canonical book about uh, the history of Los Angeles. So again, it's called City of Quartz, Excavating the Future in Los Angeles by Mike Davis. Um, I don't really have anything. Um, I don't think I should just make something up. Um, I have three things then, so I'll pick for Patrick as well. So here are my three things. Number one is kind of a more reality TV show version of just the the ethics of these freelance, uh, you know, news stringers in LA called Shot in the Dark. Uh, it's a 2017 series on Netflix. There was only one season, but I mean, it really dives into, it's a little more sensational the way it's told, but it really dives into kind of, I think, some of the ethical stuff here. And then around the same time, I also saw the 2014 uh, Dan Gilroy film with Jake Gyllenhaal called Nightcrawler. Um, I think that that really dives into a lot of like this obsession side of it's not realistic. I don't think in any way, but I think it definitely dives into a lot of these like ethical quandaries that um, these kind of obsessive violence obsessed journalists delivering violence to people that are also obsessed with violence. Like, I think that it kind of dives into that cyclical thing that we're in with news. And then the other one I kind of alluded to a little bit earlier was the lady in the Dale, just another kind of story about a very complicated uh, trans woman who is, which I thought that series was just incredibly well done. And um, I just, any chance that I can tell people to give it a, you know, give it a watch, I think, and watch it till the end because how the film, how that series starts and then where it ends up or like it, I think it like, exceeded my expectations in in so many ways um it's a beautiful series so yeah lady and the dale whirly bird is available on film streams at home for kios i'm joshua labior for film streams i'm patrick kinney and for film streams i'm diana martinez